Hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. Hopefully everybody's having a good week so far. If you're listening to this on the on the Thriving Lives podcast, hopefully uh, your weekend went fantastic and you're having a strong Monday so far um, going into this 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 week's work week. But um, anyway, though, tonight's topic that we are going to be talking about um, is actually a couple of different things that we're going to kind of dive into. Um, we are talking about what do you do um, if you run out of, out of meals midway through the week? Um, so I think that's something that a lot of people will struggle with, especially those who are, are new, new into TLF or new into really any of this stuff. It's like, what do I do in the, during that time? Um, and there's probably a lot of uh, nuances there. So we can replace that exact issue with other issues, but that's kind of what we'll start with. And then, you know, um, you guys that are on the call right now, if you have anything you want to add to that or ask questions about, let's go with it. Um, number two, how to handle a huge life event such as Brian and Nick. Um, you know, they just posted in the um, the, the TLF group, you know, the, the car accident they got into and, you know, how, how do we tread water during a time like that? Um, you know, Dexter, who's on the call, we were just talking about before we hit record there, um, that, um, you know, you got, got engaged, bought a house and it's kind of been going through some of those life changes, you know, how do we kind of tread water during that time? Um, and then number three, if we have time, I think we will though, um, different ways of tracking macros and dieting. Um, there's so many different approaches that we can take. And that's why, you know, check-ins are so crucial so that, during different times, during different feedback that I'm seeing. And a lot of times it's more mental than anything else, or maybe just, you know, you committing, communi communicating your struggles. There's so many different ways we can pivot and change our approach with things to simplify, make it easier, or to get more dialed in and even more focused once you're kind of executing pretty well and take things to the next level. So we're going to talk about all those things. Um, again, um, my friends that are on here right now, obviously, you know, chime in and ask any questions or add your experiences with any of this stuff, but let's, let's start with number one though. So what do you do if you run out of meals midway through the week? So kind of what sparked this for, for me the other day, uh, I think it was like a week or two ago. Um, so what I used to do with meal prep when I was teaching and I've only been not teaching for like the past you know month, month and a half or so. Uh, but I used to generally meal prep Saturdays and Sundays. What that would look like is I, you know, I, I train clients on Saturday mornings at the gym. So I would, uh, you know, wake up, I would have, you know, two giant packages. I don't know, it's like 10, 10 to 12 pounds of chicken from Sam's Club in the fridge, ready to go. I would have probably gotten that on like a Thursday or Friday evening. Now it's in the fridge and ready to go. So then on Saturday morning, I will toss in both giant packages uh, of chicken. So that's like two weeks worth um, with taco seasoning, water into my pressure cooker, go to the gym, come back, and then divide those two um, servings of chicken into two large Tupperwares. Um, one would go into the freezer for the following week. The other would go into just the fridge. Sometimes I would leave in that giant, that giant, um, you know, glass container for that week's chicken, or I would divide that into my separate meal containers for like, I would usually do about two of those meals, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I'd have about 10 meals kind of prepped out with that chicken. Um, and then I would then immediately before I started doing any of my check-ins and any, anybody that kind of came in late, I would then go and cook my rice up for the week again, just into a, a, uh, my rice cooker, my pressure cooker, whatever. And then boom, I have my rice ready to go. So I might divide it all into meals right then. If I have time, if not, then on Sunday, I have a couple of large containers of rice, a couple of large containers of chicken that now I'm dividing into my meals for the week, tossing in frozen veggies. And then boom, my meal prep is ready to go. Now I say all that to say that, you know, what I've kind of caught myself doing the last six months or so, but especially since I, I left teaching, is I don't really have a good system right now for meal prep. Um, but it's not really a stress for me because I know that it's so efficient to do at least some of the basics. Um, to me, the the biggest challenge is sometimes like cooking my my ground beef because that's something I can't just throw in 
you know, go to the gym and come back. I have to sit there and kind of watch it, stir it up, make sure it's all good to go. But so really, you know, uh, here recently, I've been do- doing the kind of same approach, but it might be a Wednesday, it might be a Thursday. Um, so I'm kind of running out just various times, but I have the time now to kind of mix it up and do it when it makes sense to kind of throughout the week. But I feel like so many people get caught up in, you know, if they don't meal prep on, on Saturday or Sunday, whatever their normal day is, it might be a different day, but let's just say Saturday or Sunday, because that's most people's normal days. If they don't meal prep then and then it's like their entire week is thrown off. And I get it because you didn't meal prep. So now you don't have the right meals. But at worst case scenario, you should be able to make decent enough choices on Monday. But then meal prep Monday. Like I'd rather you not go to the gym Monday night whenever you plan that workout. And instead, come home and meal prep. You know, if you haven't grocery shopped, then go grocery shopping and come home and do whatever you got to do to make sure you have something going. There's been times during my, um, you know, where maybe I didn't divide everything into to my meal prep containers on Saturday or Sunday, maybe I didn't have enough time. Maybe I just didn't prioritize it. And I would set my alarm a little bit earlier, maybe 30 minutes early on a Monday morning to wake up and then go put all that stuff together. So I'm ready to go for the week. You've got to be adaptable. You have to be able to make adjustments. You've got to be able to pivot. Um, and, and sometimes you might not know exactly what that adjustment is. So ask about it. But again, the main thing is you've got to be adaptable with all this stuff. You know, life is going to throw so many different things at you. You know, Nick and Nick and Brian, we just kind of talked about their situation with the, the car record that we're going to kind of come back to, but you've got to be able to be adaptable. And again, we want to limit the damage. So if you mess up one day, if you didn't have the meal prep for Monday, then let's prioritize getting that done so that you are not messing up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for that week. You know, you might not even be able to get everything done on on Monday night. So maybe you didn't have enough time to meal prep, but you had enough time to go to the grocery store, grab what you needed Tuesday morning or Tuesday, you know, maybe if you're using a pressure cooker, you toss all that shit into the pressure cooker first thing in the morning on Thursday. You know, there's another reason why we need to have, you know, things like protein powder, things like, you know, even protein bars or protein cookies, even though they're not the best things to, to eat on a daily basis, that's those are especially the times where those are good things to have on hand because if you don't have a meal, boom, you at least have this. You know, um, there are so many different. We're, we're very fortunate that meal prep services are abundant now, and you know, there's there's Fuel Cafe, which I'm a big fan of. That's a local. That's a local spot. There's one up in the Northland, um, in Gladstone. There's one in Overland Park as well. There's plenty of Kitchwans around. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the rest of them, but there are so many different places that you can just walk in and grab pre-made meals. Is it the most, um, you know, cost effective? Maybe not, but at the same time, you can at least go lean on those different services for your meals. Um, so again, there's so many different ways to pivot. If you don't know how to pivot, that's why I'm here. Ask, ask those questions with it, but don't get stuck in that you have to do it this exact way because there's plenty of weeks, plenty of days that you can't do it that way and you've got to be adjustable um, and flexible with it. Um, any thoughts or questions on that exact topic or something similar to that, to that nature? for anybody on the call right now hey it's nick i was gonna say for brian and i um we really rely on that minus 99 protein um meal prep it's it's really really convenient for us i mean we get our five-day meal plan from them so we get there so we're ready to roll monday through friday and then what we've been doing is supplementing like our weekend meals from the flex fuel cafe. Cause we can just walk in on Saturday morning. That's when they make them fresh mm-hmm. and we'll buy, you know, five additional meals a piece to kind of cover the, the full 20 meals. That's awesome. And then I, we have I, the I, one I, cheat day or cheat yeah. meal. I should say. Yeah. I didn't know you guys were doing that on the weekend as well. So even better than, so even though, so, so you're doing the, the five day meal plan with, with my protein, which you, I think it, 
Does that come with three meals per day? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Yep. Yep. Sweet. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Sweet. So that's 15 meals each that you guys have with that. And you know, the great thing with any of those meal prep services, um, again, it's a little bit more expensive to pay for it, but at the same time, you're saving a lot of time. You're not having to meal prep. You're not having to come up with new recipes. You're not having to sit there meal prep or go grocery shopping and all that stuff. You know, sometimes what if your grocery store doesn't have, you know, X, Y, and Z that maybe it's on your diet plan or that you really, really want. Now you got to run to a different store to get that or find replacements for it. So you're, you're in a good situation with that routine. And then, like you said, you know, do it on the weekends and then you can go mix up the meals and, you know, support a different local business as well, which is always good. And again, like if, if, if you're somebody who eats out, a lot of times, especially before TLF, well, you're saving a ton of money even by using a meal prep service. And you know, your your portions are controlled a lot better. And again, you have variants of, fair, of, of pretty healthy meals that kind of fit your plan. So, you know, that's worked great for for both of you. Um, you know, I'm, anybody else that that's, that's listening on this right now uh, or on the call, you know, I, I posted, um, I think I posted about you guys before. If not, then I know it's coming up soon. Um, because you guys have been making awesome progress, but you know, they're, they're using meal prep services and, and, and absolutely crushing it. Um, are you guys doing like protein shakes during the day as well? Like one or two of those a day on top of those meals? No, we, we've not had any of those shakes or anything we've done like here and there, some of that Shabani yogurt, okay. um, the zero okay. sugar one. Uh-huh. Yeah. But cool. for the most part, you know, we're not snacking or doing even the protein shakes. So. All right, cool. Cool. That water's right, keeping it full. <laughs> That's good. Uh, the protein shakes is something that, you know, we might want to add in sooner than later just to make sure your calories are are enough and we're not dropping too much with it. But regardless, though, we're, we're seeing great progress right now. So, you know, don't fix what isn't broken. You guys are, are crushing it. So keep doing that. And it sounds like you guys are in really, really sustainable routines with it. Um, so, yeah, keep it up. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, cool. Thanks for the input, brother. Um, all right. So how, how, to, how to handle a huge life event such as Brian and Nick this week with their car accident they were in. It's pretty nasty. Car was totaled, flipped over. It's, it's amazing. They they didn't get even a little bit injured, really. They were they were out doing yard work the next day, which is amazing and in the gym the rest of this week. So that's that's absolutely awesome. You know, and, and Dexter's situation with him buying a house and getting engaged. There's lots of life stresses and changes that kind of comes along with that good stuff. But nevertheless, stuff you still, still have to deal with and still things that your mind, you know, your, your energy is being directed in a different way than maybe usual. Um, and, and, and those two cir- circumstances really, you know, insert you, whatever your circumstances, what's important is that you you find a healthy baseline. So you, you're not always going to be perfect. Um, and most weeks you're not being perfect, but you're not always going to be executing at the same level that maybe ideally you would. And during some of these stretches, you know, whether it's a week or it's a month long or what a couple of months long, I got one dude that, um, He's been with me for about a year or so. The first 10 months, it, his work was pretty consistent. He was always here in town. Maybe had to drive an hour or something for, for a job site or something like that. But now he has to go down to, uh, I think during the entire month of June, he was spending Monday through Friday in like Jeff City for some job, like three or four straight weeks and then come back on the weekends and then go back down there. Um, so, and he wasn't like at an Airbnb with a full on kitchen. I think he had like a microwave and a small little mini fridge. That was a tough, tough way to do it. And so- Again, regardless of what the obstacle is, we want to think about what are the things that are for sure controllable. Again, water intake is one of those that should always be pretty controllable. Um, getting two to three servings a day of protein and, and fruit, for that matter, are two very, very controllable things. Whether you're eating out, you're doing meal prep service, you're meal prepping yourself, or shit, maybe you just got to lean on protein shakes. Not saying that that's the best way to go about it, but like in his situation, I'm like, shit, you can't really meal prep 
you know, you got to make decent choices whenever you're out. If you did meal prep, you know, on the weekend and then brought it down to Jeff City, fantastic. But like um, you're not going to have access to all your normal stuff. So that's when you need to lean on protein shakes. Um, and, you know, work wise for him, it wasn't even he didn't even work like a normal like nine to five during the day. It was like overnights, which, again, totally different than what his job was. I don't even know what he does for a job, but regardless, it was a very, very tough time. And now he's back having to do it again this month for a couple of weeks. So again, regardless of what the situation is, there's always things we can control. There's always a baseline, a bare minimum that we can do even on the absolute worst of weeks, even on the most busiest of weeks. And you owe it to yourself to at least tread water during that time. Cause what happens in all those situations, all three different people that I just mentioned, um, you could very easily use that as an excuse, use it as an opportunity. Maybe you're almost looking for the opportunity to just pull back and just, you know, be mindless and just do what the fuck ever sounds good for a while, but you're only doing yourself a disservice. So whether you've made a lot of progress or maybe you've made zero progress leading up to that, regardless, if you completely fall off of what the, the basic things that you've been doing, even if it hasn't been that much, if you will let those things go, even though they were controllable, you're now digging yourself this giant hole. So you're dealing with all this stress, good stress, bad stress, whatever, but now all the progress you made is now out the window and now you're actually regressing and falling into a worse spot than even before what you were doing. And then you're mentally even more ruined because you're like, oh my God, I worked so hard to get X, Y, and Z accomplished. And then all because of this week or all because of this month or all because of whatever the stress was. And I completely let go of everything I was doing well. Now I've lost all that. And now I have to try to get it back after I just had it all. And then it turns into this very, very vicious cycle where, where a lot of times you're just beating yourself up mentally and your energy is being wasted on stuff that's not helpful to you beating yourself up because of it you, you did fall off isn't going to help you just get back on track as fast as you can um but so that's just very very crucial though is that we always want to tread water and do whatever you know keep a baseline of, of a minimum that we can always do so again you know for me that's always going to be water intake that's going to be trying to get to bed on time but maybe that's what is slipping you know, I've got a newborn coming in the next, you know, three or four months. So sleep is probably gonna be something that I don't have a lot of control over, you know, any, any, any new parents in TLF, I always say like, you're not gonna be able to control sleep a whole lot, at least to, to what I can assume uh, having a baby is going to be like, but you can always, you know, you can always meal prep. And if you can't meal prep, you can always use a meal prep delivery service. Yeah. It's going to cost a little more money. Maybe you, maybe do two meals a day instead of three meals a day. And, you know, it turns out to be like $20 a day with it. Um, you know, do that and then do a couple of protein shakes. There's always a way that we can pivot and make this work for us. Um, especially if you really care about these things and it's actually truly a priority. And again, if you can tread water during the worst of times and, you know, get, get across the board. So instead of, you know, instead of gaining 10 pounds during that time, maybe you only gain a pound or two and you just kind of teetered and, and tread water. Now you can capitalize on that because you don't have all this progress and I'll backtrack and try to catch back up. And now you can just find your stride again, even faster. And, and that is all just practice for the future stuff. Um, I feel like I just rambled a little bit with that, but hopefully some of those, those points kind of made sense to you guys. Any questions, thoughts on, um, you know, how to handle that huge life event? Uh, Nick, if you want to give us a little bit of insight on what you did this week, um, and, and, and Brian, you know, after that car crash, what were you able to do? What was your kind of your mindset with it? Yeah, so the accident was on Saturday, and Sunday was our rest day, thankfully. <laughs> um, but we uh, still got out there the next day and kind of worked out in the yard um, and did some power washing on the deck. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, Monday, um, we didn't realize the gym was going to close at 4. <laughs> so we yeah. showed up with oh, yeah, for the fourth, every yeah. intention of going. <laughs> 
Um, and then Tuesday we did our abs from home and then Wednesday we just resumed full body and just kind of continued on the rest of the week. Like our schedule was mapped out. Um, but I'll tell you, I think a lot of even just being able to bounce back so quickly, mm. I think, you know, we can attribute some of that to being in the gym for five weeks, five days a week. Um, <laughs> I felt like we were a little bit more flexible and limber <laughs> than yeah. what we would have been had we been in that accident and just been so sedentary like we'd been. So yeah. I definitely feel like that helped us, you know, recover a lot faster from the accident. But yeah. yeah, we just picked up like normal and and just got, you know, back on the saddle and said, yeah. we've come a long way. We're not giving up. So, well, and, and another thing, you know, coming back to the nutrition side of things, great job on the workouts, by the way, as well. But the nutrition side of things for, for you know, my 99 protein, do you have that on like kind of like an auto order? Like it just ships to you every single Monday and you don't have to go in there and make that order every week? Um, there is that option to do that. Um, we don't have that set up right now just because sometimes we're traveling here and there. Um, yeah, that's true. But, um, but yeah, so, we thought about setting that up. What, what, like, like, like an example, then what day do you order those meals? We'll order the meals on Tuesday evening. Oh, and oh. as long as you get your order in by Thursday, um, they'll deliver much. Saturday. Okay. And they usually deliver Saturday morning, somewhere between like eight and 10. Uh -huh. Um, and it's an extra 20 bucks for delivery, but they also offer a pickup option, um, out there in Olathe or Lenexa. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Off like 435 and 87, yeah. I think it is. <clears throat> but yeah, we've, we've submitted our order Tuesdays and they deliver it Saturday. And then we've got our meals for five days. And then we hit the flex fuel cafe up on Saturday mornings yeah. and pick up our, um, additional meals from there and it i mean the meals are good and and honestly it's saving us quite a bit of money from when we were just eating out yeah um, oh definitely we figured the <laughs> meals come out to be just about eight nine bucks a piece yep whereas when we were eating out it was like 50 60 bucks a meal a meal yeah 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 totally between yeah. you guys well and then you're also more tempted with all the extras you know the appetizers or drinks or anything else with it um no, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, and so so you kind of seeing in that rhythm, having those meals already, you know, shipped that that you know that you you'd order the week before, whatever. It keeps you in a good rhythm, so then you're able, even during the worst week, you know, stay stay on point with your with your diet and things like that. You know, before we got on the call, I won't make him go back into it, but Dexter, you know, with with him, uh, you know, house shopping, getting the house, doing all the wedding planning and stuff like that. Um, actually, Dexter, I'll let you answer that if you're able to. You know what repeat kind of what you did before the call started just about what, how you were able to tread water. What were the things, the baselines of habits that you can maintain during the toughest time kind of that I've seen you go through since you've been with TLF. Uh, yeah. So it, it was, it was a little bit of a struggle, but um, cause, cause there was like weeks where like, or just periods where um, I was trying to do too much at once. And like, I would just like, just kind of exhaust myself. I would like uh, beat myself up for like not keeping up with like everything. Is that like March uh, and, and April? Yeah, 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 and and a little bit uh this these past like maybe couple months when okay. I actually got the house. Yeah. Um, but then you know I remembered uh you know things that you've told me on check ins and also my fiance you know she's giving me some like good talks and helped me like remember to like you know like do the best I can. Um. Uh kind of control the things I can. So I was like 
drinking as much water as I can. Yeah. Um, didn't always get 120 ounces every day, but most days I got close. Uh, I always still continue to meal prep my lunches and um, um, dinners. I was uh, cooking different things throughout the weeks. Every once in a while I had to go buy buy a dinner for the convenience, but yeah. I was still um, always prepping my lunch and always having my protein shakes, whether I work out or not. Let me, um, let me pause here. So, so then at, at least even during the worst of times, you had at least two healthy, nutritious meals that were, you know, you know, plan aligned that were also just aligned with, with, with what made you feel good. So even if you weren't executing, you know, a hundred percent of your meals all the time, even if you weren't having, you know, four really solid meals or four meals, meals per your plan, you were having at least two quality meals. So at the end of the day, you can say that, Hey, I didn't let it all go. I didn't just say screw and eat out multiple times each and every single day, wasting money, you know, kind of wasting all the work that you've done with it as well. to be able to, to, to maintain those things as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. That, that was key. Just not letting it all go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, before the call kind of started, you know, you're, I, w- I would definitely say the past three months have probably been your worst time with me. But even then, though, I'm sure you've still you, you've still maintained pretty well through all of that because you were able to kind of tread water and control the controllables. Um, you were able to to navigate a busy, really, really stressful kind of couple months that now there's only going to be more of that. You know, as we all get older, as you get older, as your family grows and things like that, there's going to be more and more of that. So this is kind of one of those times where it's like during this season of life. I have to give myself grace to not be perfect. You know, I might've been getting in four or five workouts a week that were really intense. I was hitting all the abs. I was hitting all the cardio. Well, maybe during the season of life, that just is not what you're able to do. And maybe you have to just shorten your workouts. Maybe you only do 30 minutes workouts, whatever the case is a couple of times a week, but that's still better. Even if that's the best that you can do, that's still way better than absolutely just letting it all go. So again, like I said earlier, your, your worst weeks are still a lot of people, especially beginner peoples at this, that's their best week. If they could have a, a Dexter's worst week, then they would feel amazing on top of the world. So it's all, all got to be kind of put, put in perspective with it as well. And just being able to assess the situation and assess the season of life that you're in. And again, be okay with not being perfect or not being as spot on as maybe what you are at different times. And just trust that that window of opportunity, that, that, that life will slow down, that you will have the ability to lock back in and, and even get even more dialed in and, and again, be able to capitalize on the fact that you didn't totally just regress because things got tough and you just said, screw it on everything. Um, thanks for that input brother. Um, all right. So our last topic, um, different ways of tracking macros and dieting. Um, so, um, I'm just going to kind of toss out a couple of different things. We'll kind of talk about some of them. So obviously, you know, everybody here at part of your, part of your plan is the diet plan. So I'll build out a diet plan based off of your, again, your food preferences, your, your body's needs. Um, if you have digestion issue, issues, hormone issues, stuff like that, that we'll take into consideration when kind of building things out. Um, but so what I'm doing is I'm recommending, you know, this is, this is what the, my best guess based off all the data, all the conversations we've had, all the, the information you give me, this is going to be the, the best starting point. Now, what some people don't really understand, and maybe they don't give me enough time or give themselves enough time is that's all adjustable. Um, it might not work week one or week two. It might take a little bit. The best thing you can do is be, is adhere to that plan as best you can. Give me as clear, detailed feedback as you can. So I have all the insight that I need to know to, hey, this is how your body's responding. 
I'm following the plan to a T. Okay, let's make it make an adjustment. Let's do it for another week. Or, hey, things are going great. Let's keep it the same way. So the diet plan is one of the easiest things to follow. But at the same time, what that lacks is that variety. Now, over the past couple of years, I've been trying to put a little bit more, you know, meal 3A, meal 3B. So give you a couple of different options with it. Um, now, one thing that I will always say, and I'll kind of get to this as well, is, is you know, when you're tracking your macros, uh, so we've done total calls in this. I'll probably do another one soon just because it's something that a lot of people do struggle with. Um, so I'm not going to dive too deep into it, but essentially all that means is, you know, I give you your diet plan, but then on there are your macros. So I say follow the moderate carb day and it says 200 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbs and 70 grams of fat. It's your job then if, if you don't want to follow a diet plan to a T, what I recommend is, you know, start with maybe you've been following a diet plan pretty well and you're pretty comfortable tracking your macros. Keep at least a couple of those meals from the diet plan in your diet as normal, track them, all that good stuff. And then that only, you know, that leaves you another two or three meals that you can be a little bit more flexible with. Um, if you really know how you track your macros, yes, you can be a lot more flexible. But in times I've given people more of the autonomy to do that, I'm seeing a lot more processed foods, more snack foods, more um, just, just lack of whole foods. I'm also seeing a big lack of fiber as well. I'm also seeing a big lack of micronutrients because they're not really eating a lot of their macros coming from fruits and veggies and stuff like that. So there's still guidelines we kind of want to follow with that stuff. But uh, during those times when you're tracking your macros and I know that you're eating off plan, if we're seeing progress and I'm liking the progress, I'm liking all the biofeedback that, you, that you're giving me um, on, on a weekly basis, then I'll, I'll let you keep doing that. But as soon as we see things that are plateauing, I'll ask you, hey, what what exactly are you doing food-wise? I know you're saying you're hitting the macros. What does those foods look like? And if we're not seeing the right kind of results, I will probably ask you, hey, let's come back to the diet plan so we can reduce the, the variables, we reduce the variety, and just follow the plan so we can exactly see how, how things are going with it. Um, so you have the diet, follow the diet plan. You have also tracking your macros. Again, um, the way we learn how to track our macros is we learn to track our macros. We actually track our macros and try to do our best. And when I'm saying track your macros, I mean track your food. The food that you log will have macros associated with it. Macros are your macronutrients. Those are your proteins, your fats, and your carbs. Alcohol and water are two other macronutrients. We're not really talking about those because, I mean, water intake, we already know what that should be. Um, but then alcohol shouldn't really be a part of your plan. There's ways to fit it in. We won't dive into that today either, though. So um, when you are logging your macros, this will kind of be the brief topic that I the brief moment that I dive into it is when you are tracking, if you're using my fitness pal, if you're using whatever else, um, I need to actually uh, probably one of my in-person training clients. I need to go look at how how they log how you can log the meals within the, the, the trainerize, the Thriving Lives Fitness training app. Cause I don't know exactly what that looks like. I don't have access to it for some reason as the coach. I don't even see exactly how to track those foods. So I don't know what that looks like. But if you're using my fitness pal, if you're using my macros plus, all that stuff is like Wikipedia. Anybody can go type in that a chicken breast, a lean chicken breast has a hundred grams of fat in it. We know it does not have that, but they can log whatever they wanted into it. So when you're looking at, when you're typing in chicken breast, first off, or any other protein, you need to type in cooked chicken breast, cooked 93.7 ground beef. You need to cook, you need to type in the exact specifics about what we're talking about. If you just type in chicken breast, it might come up with the raw macros versus the cooked macros, which are going to be a little bit different because- chicken proteins in general lose about 25% of its weight when cooked. So if you're logging four ounces of raw, that's actually three ounces of cooked. So this is when it can get kind of tricky. So when you're typing these food items in and you're logging them in, in your MyFitnessPal, the easiest way to do this is try to find entries that have the same or very close to the same macros as what I have logged. 
hopefully you guys can't hear boss is wet. He was outside playing in the hose and he's just rolling around making a lot of noise. But um, anyway, though, so when you're tracking those macros and, and your MyFitnessPal, whatever tracking app you're using, make sure that the numbers as well, not just what the food entry says, but the numbers as well are closely aligned to what your diet plan says. Um, that way we are on the same page because I have a lot of people that say, hey, I'm logging the food. I'm eating exactly what's on my diet plan and I'm 100 grams short on protein or carbs or fats or whatever. I'm like, OK, we need to go look at the entries. Even if I have access to your to your MyFitnessPal, I can't see the individual entries and exactly what the macros look for it. Um, so that's on to you to go kind of figure out. Um, so another way that we can kind of simplify. So maybe tracking macros is a little bit too tough. Maybe we just want to simplify and we want to, and this is another thing that I can switch over people to is just track your protein. So I want you to get a hundred grams of protein a day and I want you to get 2000 calories a day. So at that point, you're still tracking your food, but now it's, it's easier. You're only really worried about two different numbers, getting in a minimum amount of protein. Ideally, you're spreading that out over about three to four different meals. And then you're just getting in the rest of your calories from whatever other foods. This is not my preferred way of doing things, but sometimes this gives more freedom to clients to kind of choose what foods they're eating and not be so rigid and in this box, you know, um, because then you're not worried about, oh my God, I added this, 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 this carb source in here, but it also made my fats go up and now I'm over my fats. So simplify some of that stuff. The downside that we get into this is people just going crazy overboard on their fat, you know, going really, really high fat and really low carb or vice versa. And they're not getting enough fats in which fats are essential for things like your sex hormones and things like that um, and overall metabolism. So that's why it's it's not my preferred choice. But again, if it's if it's easier to adhere to that, for some people, it makes sense for us to switch you over to that. And we can always look at optimizing it, that kind of down the road. So that's always an option as well. Um, another thing. So a lot, I think uh, a lot of us here in this group right here, um, I, I know a lot of clients are taking advantage of it and loving it. The ones that are actually use, using it is Thriving Lives, Kit, Kit, uh, Thriving Lives Kitchen or TLK. So with that, those are seven different breakfasts, seven different lunches, seven different dinners. Some of the, the people, the clients that have, 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 have subscribed to that, it's only $5 a month. Um, and again, some of those meals will change each month. This last month, I didn't change any meals, but instead I added a bunch of chapters. Those chapters I actually posted, I believe I posted it to the group, the trial version, which has all the different ways you can meal prep. Um, so like for chicken, it shows you that you can, here's how you can grill your chicken. Here's how you can pressure cook it. Here's how you can uh, crock pot it. Here's how you can bake it. So it gives you different ways. So that way, if I'm saying, hey, stick to the diet plan, but change up your cooking methods, boom, because chicken from a grill versus chicken from a pressure cooker versus chicken from being baked are going to just be slightly different. And you're going to, and, and some people are going to like one more than the other. So trial and error is really key with this stuff. Um, but so coming back to it though, that Thrive Lives Kitchen, if you're using the actual meals with it, if on your diet plan, it says, you know, eat 18, you know, let's say 18 and 1900 calories. Um, then you want to go find, if we're just doing like the protein and, and calories, then you want to go find some meals on there. There's low, moderate, high carb versions of it with different adjustments you can make. And then boom, go find, you know, three, 600 calorie meals. That's your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Boom. Uh, you know, maybe increase some of the protein with it. If you need to get a protein a little bit higher, fantastic. If you're using a combination of your diet plan, and that Thriving Lives Kitchen, maybe you just want to change up your dinner. Like Dexter said, you know, his lunches would stay the same, his protein shakes stay, stay the same, but he's been being a little more flexible with dinner. Perfect. So then what you want to do in that situation is whether you're doing your own recipe that you found online or you're using Thriving Lives Kitchen, you want to go log the food from that meal. 
which will be pretty close as long as you're following, you know, what the the Thriving Lives Kitchen says and comparing that to the, your, your entries. But then you can go log that dinner meal and then come back to your diet plan and say, okay, I, I need to fit in, you know, maybe I'll take out meal four and then I'll add in some of these other meals. And then you just kind of toggle um, as you're adding food in and just making sure the numbers kind of come out close to what the ranges are that I have set for you. Does it take a little bit of work? Of course it does, but it's the best of all worlds. You're learning the values of foods. You're getting the variety that you clearly need because that's why you're using Thrive Lives Kitchen and want to mix up your dinner, but you're also staying within your numbers. So you're also going to be making your progress. So literally you can have your cake and eat it too. You just have to do a little bit of extra work for it. If it's not worth it to do the, to, for you to do that work, but you still want to make progress. Perfect. Just follow the diet plan. Very, very simple. Um, but all of this stuff, notice that there's no necessarily easy way. The easiest way would be just following the diet plan. But maybe that's not the easiest for you because maybe you get tired of food pretty easy. So you got to choose your hard and make that hard work. And then you got to pivot when you're getting tired of that hard and want to try a different hard. All this shit's hard. It's hard to maintain a healthy, active lifestyle. So trial and error and just committing that this might not be what I do for the long term. That's exact way that I'm handling it. But I'm going to figure out my ways. I'm going to pivot with it. I'm going to use Use Marcus and ask questions and get guidance on different adjustments that I can make. I can communicate that I'm struggling and that I need help in one way or another. And then that's my job. That's literally why you're paying me. So let me do my job and help you. I can only do that if you're communicating. That comes back to the check-in importance. Um, and then so one of the last things that that every single client that I would like us to we all eventually get to, and you might not live like this year round, you know, five years from now, but is eating intuitively. So part of doing the diet plans, part of learning portions, part of using, you know, Thriving Lives Kitchen and all that stuff is getting a good understanding for these are what my meals are composed of. This is what's optimal for my body. This is this is what I enjoy eating. This is what I can do on a sustainable basis. You're combining all of those things. And so eventually we can eliminate the plan. And then you go eat intuitively. That doesn't mean go eat like an asshole. That doesn't mean just, you know, eat McDonald's three times a day. But if you've done this long enough and you tried some of these different methods, you're going to kind of find your sweet spot. You're going to find your rhythm. And some of the meals might be the same meals that you had from your diet plan. Some of those meals might be the same meals you had on Thrive Lives Kitchen. But regardless, you're kind of getting this point where you know what's enough food that you need to be eating for you know maintaining your weight. And then you can kind of eat intuitively with it. And then if you're monitoring the scale, you're still stepping on the scale once or twice a uh, uh, you know, once a week or once every couple of weeks or whatever, and just kind of monitoring things. And then, so, so again, like, let's say we get you to your end goal, whatever your, whatever your goal kind of looks like with it, it, the work does not stop there. We're not just done because you hit whatever the goal is maintaining your weight or maintaining a healthy lifestyle is, is an ongoing thing that will, will morph over time, but you've got to stay intentional with it. You've got to stay prioritizing it again. It, it will change the way it looks, but you still have to prioritize it. You have to be very, very intentional with it. Otherwise, it won't happen. The shit's too hard to just passively go through life and not be intentional with it. But again, you can eat more intuitively during those different times. And honestly, you know, I'm kind of guilty of that the past couple of months. I got my calories up to like 3,800. I got my protein at like 270. My carbs were been at like 420 plus. My fat's been like 100 grams. And there's been... I would say that the past couple of months I've, I've been guilty of, and I don't even want to say guilty because it's not a bad thing. I've been happy with that and I've been intentional in allowing myself to do this, but you know, five days a week, I'm really tracking my macros and I'm really, really on point. And then there's usually about two other days right now that I just kind of eat intuitively. I'm like, I don't want to 
track this. Um, but I am monitoring my weight. I'm monitoring my progress, my, my pictures, monitoring my strength in the gym, monitoring my digestion. I'm still being very, very, very reflective of this stuff. And then if I see that something's off, okay, then I can dial back in, get a little more consistent, get a little more rigid if I want to hit a certain goal. Um, but intuitive eating is definitely the long-term goal that we all want to get to. We just usually can't start with that because most of us here have not had the experience, the education, the practice um, to be able to be trusted to eat intuitively um, too, too much. And one thing I like doing with a lot of people is um, maybe they're they're getting into a stress point. You know, if Dexter's getting into a stress point, I might say, hey, take the wheel off the diet plan. Don't track your macros this week. Just eat intuitively. You know, your stress is high right now. I want you to kind of relax on some things. Pull back. Don't push forward. Um, and usually whenever I give that advice, it goes pretty well. People actually end up losing weight because they're just less stressed with it. Whether they're, they were under eating a little bit or overeating or whatever the case is, they were just less stressed. They could kind of relax. And sometimes just pulling back even for one week is all we need. Uh, but again, the only way that, that I can tell you to do that is by you communicating the struggles, the ups and downs, so I can get a really, really good read on, on you, how you perform, how you respond to things and all that good stuff. Um, Anyway, sorry for for uh, not kind of opening the, the floor for more back and forth today, but um, any thoughts, questions on any of that stuff? I know I just provided a lot of information. Um, anything, anything from our listeners at the moment? If not, absolutely no worries. I just kind of want to toss those things out there. Um, and I think next week, I had it written down what we we're going to talk about next week as well. Um, anyway, anything from you guys, though? Any other questions, comments, concerns? things of that nature. I was just going to say thanks to everybody for their support on, on that post and we're all in it together. And any questions I think we have, we've got you and the the rest of the TLF support to lean yes. on each other. So, Yes, yes, sir. That, that was awesome to see as well. I love seeing the, everybody chime in on that and give you guys support and love and, and all that good stuff. Happy you guys are okay. Thank you. Me too. It's a, oh yeah. To add to that, I was just going to say, like, that that kind of gave me inspiration. Like, you know, you're able to, you know, bounce back and, you know, stay on track, not just give up on things after, you know, stuff like that happens. It made me think, like, you know what, well, I can do that, too, even after, you know, just, like, some stress that I've been having. So it's kind of a little bit motivational and inspirational to, to see that. Yes, sir. Love that, Dexter. Good addition. Um, all right, cool guys. Well, I think we hit that one home today. Um, next week I will be out of town with Nicole. Um, and then, so we won't be having a zoom call next week, the following week after that, as of now, my plan to talk about is, um, ways of dieting that we should stay away from. So that'll be kind of what we're talking about in a few weeks. Now, luckily you're all here. So you're already staying away from those, but even the best of us will regress back to old habits and old ways and old ways of doing things. And that's what I want to talk about um, next time we talk. So that'll be on like the 26, I think. But anyway, thanks for being here today, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all being just awesome people. Um, I will see you guys on checking day tomorrow. And then um, everybody else who's listening, have a great, um, great week ahead. And um, yeah, like I said, the, the week of the whatever next week is the 17th through whatever we won't have a zoom call that week, but um, still check in as normal though. Cause I get back in town um, late on Thursday, I believe. So I'll still be doing check-ins on Thursday and Friday and Saturday next week. Uh, but anywho, though, you guys have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you guys later.